Big drive, Spence. Ryan, what's up, bro? What's up, man? Fucking bets. I love it. <clears throat> love it. We're getting close to golf season. Dude, like fucking... our golf season. Yeah. It's... Their golf season has already begun. Right. Yeah. I, I'm actually getting the itch. Like, it's like, it's fully happening now. Yeah. I, every time I watch a tournament, that's when I'm done. And usually I can like stave it off until the Masters. And I couldn't, couldn't help myself this last weekend. Like, there wasn't that much going on during the day. So I watched all of the final round uh, of the Arnold Palmer and now I'm doomed. I, all I want to do is play golf. <laughs> right? Yeah, dude. What, what a great Sunday. It was The leaderboard really was good. insanity. What do you think about um, the take that Rory had where he was just like, uh, he essentially said like the course was in bad condition on the second half of Sunday and that's not what the fans want. I hated it. Yeah. Um, but there's... In golf, like in talking golf and how people consume golf, there's two very different spectrums of people. There's the people that are just fucking terrible, uh, that love golf, but like love to see how great the pros are. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that have played enough and understand like how fun it is when it's tough like that. Yeah. And I would, I would much rather see, I was on the complete other side of the fence for mistake. I would much rather see a bunch of guys making bogeys and it being like a, oh, like, if you randomly eagled 16, you could have gone from like T12 to winning the tournament. Like that's more fun than like, oh, this guy's at 17 under, this guy's at 14, he's going to have to make three straight birdies, but the other guy's got three holes. Like you never knew what was going to happen and it was way more fun. And the tournament obviously having, I think five or six different guys in a solo lead on Sunday, that's incredible content. Like yeah. it's way better than this birdie fest. And it, it, it was so unpredictable. That's what I loved about it. Like, Kitayama hits it to the front of the green on 18. And the way that people were putting, you were like, he could absolutely three-jack this. Yeah, he three-jacked two holes before right. that. So like, then like, when he almost drains it from like 60 feet or whatever it was, that was sick. Like that was like exhilarating. A lot of times when a guy's defending the lead, you're just like, okay, if he hits the fairway, he's making par and it's good. Like that was not the way this was. JT is like three-jacking from, or I guess, I guess he was just two-putting from like inside five feet all the time which was like what is happening here like i thought i loved the unpredictability of it yeah jordan spieth notably great putter oh, yeah, on tour jordan spieth, did I say JT? yeah he <laughs> there was one announcer curse it was so great he goes uh jordan spieth is 47 for 47 on putts inside of five feet and then just shoves it and then goes on to miss like this was like 12 and he goes on to miss like three more and then uh, the announcer did another jinx later he putted one and he's like oh there it is and then he missed it. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a riot of a tournament though. Great field, um, great golf course. Just a tough, just all in all tough for and, the players. And we just roll it right into the players' championship, which is like one of seven fifth majors. It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, do you remember the players last year? That was the one that JT won, right? Uh, Cam Smith won it. JT won two years two ago. Two years ago, okay, but well, I'm last watching full year, swing. So oh, yeah. that made it seem like that was last year. Yeah, last year, complete disaster, if you remember. Um, or maybe that was two years ago. Maybe I'm just, like, pushing it out of my brain where the wind was fucking insane. Like, they literally had to stop play, like, three or four different times. Balls were getting blown off the green. I don't remember Guys were making, like, 11s on holes. No way. Yeah, I'm, uh, now that I think about it, it might be the year JT won it. Um, but one of the last two years, it was literally, like, borderline unplayable because it was so windy. Wow. I don't remember that. That's like, terrible. Yeah, Golf guys in the are, wind is the worst. Oh, yeah. Guys were hitting, like, I think 17 played, like, 135 at during the wind, and they were hitting, like, six irons and, then like, coming up short and shit. Like, it was insanity. I think insanity. I remember you texting me about that. It was the craziest tournament I've ever seen. 
it's the one thing that stopped me from going up and playing TPC Colorado. Is that's an expensive round, and everyone just says it's so windy at that course. Yeah, Berthet is an area that doesn't get a lot, of, a lot of cover. Well, and it's a new course, so there's not like big, you know, hundred year old trees protecting you. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, so we'll talk a little bit about players' bets, especially in the second segment. I think we also have a couple uh, here in our big threes. So Spencer, being our guest, we'll let him lead off on the big threes. Um, so just so you guys know that are listening, I've been on bets twice in the last week and a half ish, and I'm two for three both times on my big three. So people are calling you a rising star in the bets world. <laughs> I love that. I love that. As long as two of the three hit, I feel pretty good about yep. it. Um, but so Arturi Lackin in this one, I actually same one I had about a week ago. He plays on the line with Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon scored a goal in eleven of his eleven goals in his last eleven games. Uh, this is like a guarantee, like to me. I don't. I, I I thought this line was fucked up a week ago. I bet it it hit, and I I still think it's fucked up hmm. um, because he's on that li- that top line essentially. Miko's down on the second line now, uh, and having Arturi Lekkinen on that first line with Nathan McKinnon, who is just a goal scorer. Uh, this game, as rolling this into my second pick. Uh, the Sharks played last night. They're god-awful. I think the Avs are, last time I checked, minus 340 on the money line. Uh, Avs haven't been playing the best hockey, but they have been scoring a good amount of goals, save for the other night against Seattle. Uh, I think it's these two. If, if I think these two are kind of... The second one definitely depends upon the first, but the first one definitely hits if the Avs score five goals. So they're codependent. All right, I like that. I like that. Um, Going into... Lecky also feels like he's due. To score. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I love about the points. Like, you can have a guy that has, like, three assists and no goals, and you're like, oh, cool, I had one anytime goal that didn't hit. Right, right, right. Um, Like, yeah, like he hasn't scored in a while, and he, that, that, I think Nathan McKinnon was visibly annoyed with the Seattle game. He had a key turnover that lost them that game, so, and he, like, rammed the puck into the ice after that, so we'll see uh, a pissed off Nathan McKinnon and playing on that line, like, I think he, he might score two tonight. That might be a good bet. Um, and then rolling that into uh, my first player's pick, uh, I love to get crazy with golf odds because they just throw those massive numbers in front of you. But mm-hmm. if you if you do a little diving uh, into the top 20s, even top 40s, Shane Lowry has top 10 tier two years in a row. Um, we had him to win a tournament two weeks ago. He ended up taking third, playing some okay golf. He's got some... Uh, his, his dad recently passed away, so he's kind of Damn. dealing with some shit. But he... Uh, is just an overall great play. Um, uh, we got a comment. His build is not suitable for that. He needs a week or two off. Well, you know, he, I think he pretty much knows about. I think he's in shape to play golf. Yeah, I think he. I think he knows what what he's doing. But yeah, he's he's gotten a a top ten last both of the last two players. I see him continuing that this week, and that's top twenty. I mean, this isn't a top ten bet. So that's horses for courses right there, and you're getting plus value on him getting within 10 spots of where he's finished the last two. Exactly. And this year, it's a very different field. I mean, the last year's winner's not even in it because of Cam Smith, because oh, right, of the right, live right. tour. So it's the, the fields are still very top-heavy, as we saw last week at Arnold Palmer, but those guys that could charge up and finish anywhere between 10 and 5, 10 and 25 during a week, there's... That that group of guys is almost dissipated with yep. with the level of talent. Like if you look at the last couple of players leaders board, leaderboards, like guys like Lee Westwood pop up. Like all these dudes are on the live tour now. So searching through the last players leaders board, you're actually going to find like f- very few guys that ha- are actually playing this year. 
Yeah, love it. All right, let's go to mine. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Avs minus one and a half. Uh, I'm kind of going on the same thread that you went on with the anger over the loss the other night. Uh, and I just think they come out with an absolute vengeance tonight, just on a tear. Um, I think that, you know, this team is like teetering on being all the way back and being kind of back. And like the other night makes you think maybe they're not all the way back yet. Uh, but I think tonight they go out against an inferior opponent and just run it up. Yeah, just light the lamp all exactly. night long. Uh, and with that, I think Miko has to be a part of it, getting uh, pucks on net. So over three and a half shots on goal. Um, I think this could be like an eighter for him. Just one of those nights where he's just, anytime he gets it, he's, he's throwing it at the net. Well, especially if they get a few power plays, that like slap shot yep. from the dot is so nasty. And it doesn't score all the time, but that's going to just pepper that shots on goal. He could have that in one power play. I know. That's what I was just going to say. There's nothing better than like, when they're cycling the power play and then it, he gets one on net and it bounces out and then it goes right back around. They cycle it again and gets another one on net. And you're like, all right, well, he just got two in 12 seconds. We're going to hit this. Uh, and then finally, uh, I'm, <laughs> I like how Yaya sometimes writes my bets when he doesn't know what they are. Max top <laughs> plus 450. I love that max We're going to be getting max top this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is max Homa. Top five in the players, yeah, okay. aka Max Top. We love a Max Top weekend. <laughs> I thought it was his full name. You thought his name was Max Top? Dude, I was in a <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's not me, my bad. Uh, Max Homa, top five. He's playing probably the best golf of his career right now. Uh, he's a superstar, dude. Yep. He's he's the guy that like came from. Oh, this is a cute, funny Twitter nerd that plays on the PGA Tour. To like, holy shit, he's like really good too. He's a perfect example of something I try to explain whenever I get the ear of an athlete. He's like, if you're just like cool and personable, whether it's talking to the media or on Twitter and social media, everyone will love you. Like he was like self-deprecating and funny and he like dunked on some people in like funny ways on Twitter. And then people are just like, oh, we like this guy. And then he like goes on Pardon My Take and, you know, he's just funny. Now he goes on like every podcast and just like makes jokes and seems like a normal guy. And now he's a superstar like yeah he's a guy that like obviously every week i have my rooting interest in my my money mm -hmm. and my bets um and then there's a few guys that uh john rom scotty shuffler <laughs> that i will never cheer for wow. unless they're in my card like okay, if they're in okay. my card i'll cheer for them but I, those are two guys that i just never would like i get pissed off when they're leading tournaments um and max home is a guy that's on the opposite that even if he is not on my card i love to root for him yep for sure. And he's got America. Like That's kind of how I was with Ricky Fowler for a long time. Still am. And then I he just am. sucked so much yeah, for he, so long that I just had to stop. Ricky Fowler's new win is like a top 20. So yeah, like you have like, to oh, just temper your expectations. He's, uh, he's doing all right. Yeah. Uh, I have a few guys now that are just like my guys. And Max Homa certainly entered that. Um, I feel like my guys are very spread out. Like they're not all this. Obviously, Colin Morikawa. Yeah. He's my guy just because he's won me so much money. But he's not like a particularly cool or interesting no. person um and i think the same would be well i guess jt i like jt because he's got that fire like i don't know it, also he'll just like curse and they'll pick him up on the mics and i'm just like he's relatable and then max homo those are like my three guys that every week i'm like pulling for um so top five not just because he seems cool but because <laughs> he's playing really really good seems golf. seems cool at golf yeah he does 
Yes, I'm. I'm very sad that uh, Max Top is plus four fifty. I was hoping to get better odds on that. <laughs> you can use. We, we we're gonna, we'll talk about the dilemma, but you can use the, the, the yeah. We surge. use the odds. Surge. We can surge the top. <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, make sure you get over to DraftKings Sportsbook to bet on the Players Championship. Uh, Nikola Jokic bets, which actually failed me last night, which is actually a good thing because it means the rest of the week he's gonna hit all of them. Um, but Whatever you want to bet on, get over to DraftKings Sportsbook. March Madness right around the corner. Going back Dude, to the, the wells last year, which Andre and I just blindly bet one unit on the underdog money line every single game. And it literally made March Madness the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'll make my brackets and then I'll just try to forget what I picked in my brackets because then you just cheer for the underdog in every game and it makes it so much fun. Yeah. Well, and system bets are fun because it's almost like you're you don't get to choose, you know? Right. Like, you're, you're just like, uh, like, hey, this is my bets. Like, I get to root for these teams versus, like, looking at games and be like, oh, I like this team, and then they get blown out, and you're like, oh, cool, I'm an idiot. And I want to say we were, like, plus 14 units last year. That's awesome. Just betting the underdogs. Like, St. Peter's kind of carried us, but still amazing. Yeah. The other thing is you got to look out for the, the boosts because, like, last year when St. Peter's went on a run, DraftKings was, like, boosting them. So it was like when they were, I think they were only like plus 400 one game, but it was like boosted St. Peter's to plus 650. Yeah. So then you get that added value, which just helps you stay ahead of the book. It was a great time. So get over to DraftKings Sportsbook, bet on the underdogs in March Madness and everything else, and use the code DNVR and get $200 in free bets when you bet just $5 on anything. DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, of course, age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right, let's stay on the golf talk. This is a very versatile show. We could go from talking golf for a whole show, talking soccer for a whole show, uh, obviously Nuggets, Avs, all the Colorado teams. But DraftKings Sportsbook has given us a plus 250 odd surge on any player to win the players, which is pretty sick, uh, meaning you can get the favorite to win the tournament. Roy McIlroy, who's plus 900, which is actually really good odds for a favorite. Like usually the favorites are up a little higher than that. Yeah, like last week, the I think John Rahm was like plus seven hundred to win right. the tournament. When you can get him all the way at plus eleven fifty, um, which would be like equivalent to being the fourth favorite, which is pretty great. So, uh, Spence, I'm going to start with you. What do you think you're going to use your two, plus two fifty odd surge on? Oh man. So, uh, one of my favorite guys, two guys I hate at the top. Patrick Cantley made a massive surge Oof. last week. I don't like him. He's lame as fuck, so too. lame. Really smooth swing, though. Yeah, great golf swing. Gets the putter hot. Um, so, you got it. But the thing is, you have to, like, using a surge, you have to do it on... There's no point in using a surge on, like, a guy that's, like, plus 4,000. Right, get, right. You're getting good enough odds there. I was so, going to say, let's go one... So my strategy was going to be take a top five favorite, put the surge on them, and then we'll take one more a little bit lower down the bar. All right. Well, I, <laughs> I'm i going to go. Let's go with Patrick Cantley. I'll take that mm, one. Okay. I'll take the lame We'll surge it up to plus 1850. 50. That's nice. And we're going to lock that one in. Confirm. That is nice to have Cantley on the slip. So if he's just like going crazy, you're just like, oh. This is lame, but at least I'm going to make some money off of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like last last tournament, I mean, he was nowhere to be found the entire time. 
fires like 32 on the back nine Sunday and ends up, oh, he's T2. <laughs> like yep. it was like it was, and this won't be, you know, depending upon the weather, won't be that type of event. Like you're, you're going to have to have every round be relatively in the high sixties, if not, you know, mid sixties. Um, but last week it was like, Hey, you can shoot a re- even par round and still be in this event, yep. which is cool. I have to say, I didn't know much about Terrell Hatton before this last week. He's electric. He is electric. I don't think I can ever bet on him. Why? Because he's too unstable. Oh, yeah. He is an unstable human being, <laughs> like, but he is so fun, dude. He is fun to watch for sure. But like, I'm just like watching, like everyone's missing putts, right? And he misses like a 12 footer and he's like, God damn it. Yeah. So I'm just like, dude, come on. Yeah. He had a stretch there because we had him on the card last year. I know. Week. I saw. That's why and, I started paying attention to him. And he. Uh, in three consecutive holes, hits it to eight, hits it, or four consecutive holes. And this is kind of just like goes into the deeper mind of like professional golfers and how they lock in differently. Hits it to eight feet for birdie, misses it. Mm-hmm. Next hole, hits it to 12 feet for par, out of the shit, makes it. Yep. Next hole, hits it to 36 feet, makes it. Next hole, hits it to six feet for birdie, misses it. it. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Yep. There's If you watch a full round of golf, like... They did a pretty good job of like moving around with different players, and there's so many like big names. But if you watch a big name player that's playing a good round of golf, they they're gonna miss so many putts that you're like that you hit it that you, you see it on your like the app or whatever. You're like, oh, they hit it to six feet. He's making birdie, and then he's like, oh, par. And then they're like, oh, 27 feet to the hole, and they bang it mm-hmm. in. They make so many putts that they shouldn't, and then they miss putts that you think that they should make. Well, they're just like you and me, right? When I have a 13-footer for par, I'm like, oh, hope I hope I make this. And, you know, sometimes you roll it in. When I have a six-footer for birdie, it's like, oh, my God, if I miss this, this is my big opportunity on the day to get an easy birdie, and I'll blow everything, and then, you know, you're nervous. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like, I, I'll i leave a fucking six-footer uh, two inches short because I'm just trying to trickle it in there, and then I'll bang in a 20-footer for par because I don't care. I'm yeah. like, ah, it's for par. I'm making well, bogey. Names. And spoilers if you haven't watched Full Swing, but the Joel Damon episode of Full Swing. Best one. Um, He... That's he had that for like a full round, right? Because it's the 36 hole qualifier for the U.S. Open. He plays his first 18. He has all this pressure on himself, like oh, I have to play well today if I want to make the U.S. Open. And then he plays terribly or not well enough that he's like, I have to shoot five under. He like goes and drinks two white claws. He's like, whatever, I'm done with this. Almost doesn't even play the second round. Yep. Goes out there, shoots five under, qualifies for the U.S. Open, and finishes what? Fifth. I think he- yeah, yeah, he finished like I I think it was top ten for sure. Yeah. It's like it's insane what just like a little less pressure will do to yes. you in any sport. Yes, hundred percent. All right. I am going to use my odd surge on mm, I think I'm gonna use it on John Rom. Uh get him up to plus twelve fifty. He feels like the best golfer in the world right now. He is. And so if you can get him at plus twelve fifty to win the tournament, you're gonna love when you're holding on to that ticket if he just starts lighting it up. Yeah, anything with four digits past a ROM is like kind of an almost must bet. They put him right at an even thousand. Um just the fact because that he's the field not the, is so sick. The fact that he's not the favorite kind of tells me though that they don't think this course lays out great for him. That and he was god awful last yep. weekend like he was leading the tournament fucking jacob franklin's in the my text just why didn't you bet on rom see you fucking and then on saturday sunday he's shooting like 77 i'm yeah. like that's why yep and you really can it can't just go away like that in golf yeah exactly and sometimes honestly it's 
it's uh, you see this trend where it's almost better for them to miss the cut because then they get the two days off, they get to travel to the other course, they get to play more rounds there versus like being mediocre, like for the big right, guys, right, like the right. guys that like Especially win or nothing. Yeah, yeah, like it's like they they wouldn't they don't care about making fifty grand to be t forty when they shit themselves on Saturday Sunday. They'd rather just go to the next course. And sometimes you see guys win off of missing a cut because they had an extra couple days. They, you know, figured some things out yeah. versus like going out there and grinding and looking like shit for Saturday, Sunday, and then turning trying, right yeah, around. and then trying to turn right around and go there. I had to laugh when Joel Damon was like, goes off the uh, 18th on the at the U.S. Open and like goes to his wife. He's like, we didn't lose money this week, and it says like winnings four hundred thousand. I'm like, I think you can afford to lose money some weeks when the one week that you play well, you make four hundred grand. Yeah, it's honestly, and and that's even before you know this whole new scenario. Like the money is nuts now, yes. dude. 3.6. Kurt Kitayama before his career earnings on PGA Tour was four point one. He won three point six just winning the Arnold. Think Palmer. about that though, like winning. F- Played four good days of golf, not even, and he like doubled, I think, uh, on Saturday. So like, <laughs> yeah, he tri- he the ninth hole, he was six over par Saturday Sunday. He tripled it both days and still wins the tournament. Yeah, like he you play like solid golf, yeah, and then have one good final stretch, and you make three point six million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Set for set life. Set for life off of one event. Yep. All right, let's throw a, a little bit of a dart here. I'm not going to go too far down. I think Jordan Spieth. Uh, actually was going to win that tournament easily if the greens weren't in such weird shape yeah he i I thought for sure about the fifth sixth hole sunday was his yep so i'm gonna put i'm gonna throw a a little token down on jordan spieth plus 3500 i like that um i'm gonna keep betting him until i'm like blue in the face until he wins his first event cam young at plus 4000 he has never won a pga tour event but he was the rookie of the year last year he surged up, finished top 10 uh, again for me last week. He was on the card. I it, The guy is just silly talented, but he he's like a he's better when it's like a shootout. Right, like he's right. not a guy that can kind of – like he'll grind Scrape. it out and make a ton of pars, but like he's a guy that you're like, okay, everybody's making birdies. I feel really good about him. Yeah. Players is not necessarily like that, but – What's the course again? TPC Sawgrass. Right, right, right. So 17th hole, maybe top five hole in all of golf, in all yeah, of the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great golf hole. And it's being the second to last hole of a tournament, like there's fives made there all the time. So, so it, it makes it fun to like watch the end of that because you're like, they're staring at that and they're for you know, like – I hated that there was that easy birdie – uh, on like what was it, fifteen this last weekend? Yep, the par five. Yeah. Everyone was birdieing. Yeah, it. it was just like, oh man, like everyone's trying to chase the top of the leaderboard, but you just know he's making a birdie on fifteen. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then he made that birdie on seventeen, Kitayama, and it was like, oh fuck, this guy's yep. probably did it. And then he his fucking drive on eighteen but, was like buried. But everyone was taking the safe route on seventeen, and then he went for the flag. And mm-hmm. I love that he won the tournament because he took, you know, he went. He had the balls to go for the flag on 17. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, that might be based on strength of field and his career. That may be one of the, like the best PGA Tour wins in the last five to ten years. I mean, he's beat like five of the top ten golfers in the world. Yeah, exactly. And having Rory, like Rory knew, like he missed that putt, and and it would have been great to have them go in a playoff. We also had Rory, mm-hmm. so we were cheering for him. But uh, having them go to a playoff would have been electric. But the when he missed the putt on 18, you're kind of like, ah, you don't deserve that. Yeah. And I wish Kitty Yamas would have dropped. It would have made just, it much, much cooler. Like, 
ending to the whole story than him tapping it in. But it was also insane because he like could barely mark it because the yeah. ball was half over the hole. What were they saying on the broadcast? They're like, oh, he better go tap that in before the 10 seconds is up. So there's a new rule where like you can't like dick around, for lack of a better term, too mm. long and while your ball's sitting there because people will wait for it to roll, wait for the wind to blow it, whatever. Um, and so you can't just like saunter around. I don't know the exact rule. I, I mean, I guess it's probably 10 I'm seconds. I'm guessing it just would have been one stroke, which would have... St- he- what is the same as him tapping it in? No, because then he would have had to keep the ball there. So you get, you're saying, okay, yeah, we well have to know the rule. Yeah, well, so I thought it just if it moves after ten seconds, it counts as a stroke. Yes, but then he would have had to replace it. Okay, and then he would have had to put it in, which he would have lost the tournament on. That would have been. Crazy. Would have been I thought it just like if it if you wait and then it moves, then it just you it counts, but it counts as a stroke. Which seems like the right way to do that. Which and it, which it may be like the, there's like so many little loopholes in the yeah, rules right. of golf that that I'm not uh, I'm I'm washed on <laughs> for sure. All right. Um, so wait, did you? Okay. Yeah. Cam, yeah. Cam Young is my dart. Cam Young plus four absolutely pumps driver. Yeah. It's insane. And he's tiny as fuck. Yeah. And did you see the same with Kurt Kitayama? He's tiny, and yep. he was hitting his little irons the furthest of anyone in the field. Yeah, because his legs are massive. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's got these trunks, and he's like five four. I mean, and all these guys with the like short arms to just get so much club speed. Yeah, they've just got this this insane like amount of just torque that yeah. no one else has. He reminds me of like Sammy Sosa with like the short swing, and like how he's able to just generate so much power like with his bat, like. He didn't have to like wind up at all. Yeah, he's like back quick to, to the ball. ball. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, got some bets. Keep you locked in for the weekend. We always forget to do these on Wednesday, so I'm glad we had you here to talk golf uh, before the tournament starts because I always like look up. And I'm like, oh, shit, the tournament started. I didn't get my bets in. So there we go. Appreciate you for joining us. Appreciate you guys for watching. We'll catch you tomorrow.